And we are going to play the theme song. Welcome back. Welcome back to the only show where half of the hosts remember to press record. Yeah. We'll <laughs> let you decide which one it is. If you're wondering uh, why like you just found this podcast and you saw, oh, they posted two episodes in a day. That's weird. Why'd they do that? That's because uh, the last episode didn't turn out. Exactly. The file the we file was over. corrupted, dude. Yeah, Something was wrong. Was corrupted. Something Ooh. was wrong with the file, dude. <gasps> Stinky file. But welcome back. <laughs> We're here. We're running it back. Yes, the Hill Kings podcast. Here today to talk about season one, episode two, Square Peg. Oh, we're jumping right in. You're jumping not even gonna right ask in. how my day has been or um I I don't really want to know. You don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I know how it was. You worked a half day, so I'm sure it was yeah. great. Half day Fridays. Oh, that's so nice. Oh! Yeah, you uh what you got? You got you got a new record in the mail. I got yeah. some new shoes. Yeah, it's a Chris Friday. Was showing, Chris was showing me his feet. Mm-hmm. Keep that's your eyes out for that Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> when we started a Patreon. <laughs> um should we should we jump right into it with a little bit of this week in Arlen, man? Yes, yes. Bradley, you're going to be driving the mower for this yes, episode. I will be driving the mower or covering the recap of the episode. But first, let's take a look. Let's see what was going on around town back in the 90s style. Heck yeah. On everyone's favorite segment, This Week in Arlen. This Week in Arland. All right. This week in Arland. There's my soundboard for you. Mm. So this is the segment on the show where we talk about what was going on in the world at the time of the episode drop. This episode, episode two of King of the Hill, Square Peg, uh, came out on January 19th, 1997. A couple fun facts about that day slash week. But first, let's take a look. Let's take a look at the TV guide. Let's see what was going on that night. We got America's Funniest Home Videos again. We got the inaugural gala on CBS, which I looked oh, up. It was like that? it was been, yeah. the 53rd annual presidential inaugural gala, which I don't know if it's televised anymore, but it was mm. like straight up just agitprop on TV. Yeah, of it was course. just like a marrow blasting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think Stevie Wonder was there. There was like a lot of performances and oh heck yeah. Which president yeah. was it in '97? Would that have been Bill? This would have still been Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Slick Willie. Billy Boy, the man yeah. from Hope. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd like to find out when that stopped though. Like when they who the last one was doing it. I I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. But we what also have uh, we also have uh, Twisted World of Marge Simpson, which is a solid. It's like a B episode of of The Simpsons right before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the the fifty fourth annual Golden Globes, which we'll talk about more in a minute. But oh. King of the Hill was right up against the Golden Glizzies, dude. Ooh, yeah, the Golden uh, Globes. Parenthood. Do you ever watch that show? I don't think I ever watched Parenthood. It's good. It's a solid show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what was going on that night. Oh, it was a real stinker of an episode on Lois and Clark. Yeah. 54th Golden Globes. Uh, we had Tom Cruise winning Best Actor for Jerry Maguire. Classic. Peak, peak Nicole Kidman. I don't know if you also had a huge crush on Nicole Kidman. She has yet to peak in my eyes. I don't yeah, know what you're still, talking about. She's still doing great. Uh, uh, X-Files and ER fucking swept that shit. ER yeah. had f- like five dubs. X-Files had three. I believe best actor and actress in a TV or Ooh. miniseries. Man, uh, ER and... had a grip on my mom. Yeah, my she mom loved, loved ER. ER too. Moms Especially like ER. the, the George Clooney years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that show ran for a long time. Yeah. Did we just make this an ER podcast? Yes. Welcome back to the waiting room, folks. It's the only <laughs> ER watchback pod that everyone knows. Everyone knows for. that Scrubs is the only valid That's healthcare true. television show. It's the most accurate, too. Both mm-hmm. of our wives are in healthcare, and I'm sure they would both attest to that. Love Scrubs. Uh, Professor Snape won Best Actor for something called Rasputin. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. to the goat, Alan Rickman. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, we we mentioned last week, or this week, I guess, um, that Madonna was in a movie, the number one movie in the country at the time, called Evita. Uh, she won Best Actor at the Golden Globes this year. Oh, whoa. And we had a nice appearance of her weird uh, fake British accent. Oh, heck yeah. That she did, but it's like kind nice. of vague here. And I have much to be thankful for. It's like you can hear I, um, twinges of it. Mm-hmm. Making this movie was um, an incredible adventure for me, both artistically and spiritually, artistically. and I learned so much. Oh, there is so much. I will never yeah. forget it, the experience. And I- yeah. She, yeah, she interesting. Wanted, she yeah, I totally actors. forgot that. <laughs> That accent is fake. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets beat the Bulls 102 to 86. Hakeem with 32, 16, and 4. And MJ dropped 26, 14, and 5. Sheesh. As we all know, this was uh, during the second three-peat of the Bulls. This was peak Chicago Bulls. So I got to gotta mention the the Bulls, especially losing in that season. Chicago. Yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. But Hakeem Olajuwon was the freaking goat, dude. The ni- late 90s were a tough time for anyone who wasn't Michael Jordan. That is true. Not uh, according true, to tough. birthdayjams.com, the number one song in the world was Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, although Tony Braxton was still number one in the charts and our Recent hearts. Recent RIP. Tony Braxton died? I believe, yeah, he died yesterday. She. She. Oh shoot! That's okay, Tony I'm thinking Tony Bennett. Bennett. Dude, you're thinking Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. L L. Uh, but here's the glimpse. False alarm, we listeners. Had classic, like, why you wanna take a Sunday? Okay, well, I guess YouTube doesn't want me to listen to that. Uh, Airframe by Michael Crichton was the number one book in the country at the time. 
I uh, never read it, but Jurassic Park fucking slaps. It's one of my favorite books. So shout out Mikey C. Sound out in the comment if we should read a book. Nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja premiered that nice. Friday, which banger of a movie. Love Chris Farley. 14% oh, yeah. though on the tomato meter. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Sounds about right. That's wild. Uh, it was Robert E. Lee's 190th birthday. Uh, it was also Paula Dean's fiftieth. So shout out, shout mm. out to those two racist legends. I was gonna say, what's the connection there? I don't get it. No, just kidding. They're both racist. They're both from the south. Yes, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was this week in Arlen. Uh, should we jump right into the episode? Heck yeah. Disclaimer though, that is not to say everyone from the South, every white person from the South is racist, but those no, they are. two on that slide. I'm saying that. Yes. Well, you're Canadian, so let everything... it be known. Everyone in the South who has ever been and ever will be mm-hmm. is racist. He's putting it on wax, folks. It is known, Khaleesi. All right. Let's get into the episode. Hell yeah, dude. Bowie? Square peg. All right. So, Square Peg, second episode of King of the Hill, written by Joe Stillman, directed by Gary McCarver. Uh, the episode was nominated for a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Animated Ooh. Program for shows less than one hour. I guess that was a that was a uh, category. category. Uh, and uh, we had a guest star on this one. A low-key one that I don't even remember. Um, yeah, Mary, I don't think I caught this. Yeah, Mary Shear guested as Gracie. Um, she is best known as uh, Freddie's mom from iCarly, but she was also okay. Susie Kakashka in Hey Arnold. Oh. Uh, she also did voices on Family Guy, The Angry Beavers. She's been on Seinfeld, Johnny Bravo. Uh, prolific, prolific. Nice. Cool. I didn't pick so up shout on out, that. Shout out Mary Shear as Gracie. Uh, summary from TV Guide for this episode is short and sweet. Uh, Peggy is called upon to teach sex head, but finds it an incredibly sensitive topic to approach. Uh, yes, this is a very aptly named episode, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so we we open on Peggy in her in her office in her little. Uh, <laughs> It's basically just like the broom closet of the house, yeah, right? The hot she's, water closet. She's grading papers seemingly randomly, which I found really funny. Yes. Um, she's just like thinks for a second and then writes B on the paper. And then we hear Hank kind of yelp and his back is out. Mm-hmm. Peggy comes out to put some icy hot on it. And oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Oh, hot. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Bobby Bobby comes in uh, asking them to sign a permission slip. And and Hank says, not in front of the B-O-Y. Yep. Spells out boy in front of Bobby. <laughs> I will say the uh, the office in the hot water closet is one of my favorite jokes. Uh, Your mic just cut out for a second I know I twiddled. I twiddled the thumb. Don't Here's be twiddling edit. shit, man. We had <laughs> oh, last episode as our oh, learning oh, moment, our little learning moment where we remember to press record now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
but yeah, I do love the uh, I do love the office water heater. Oh, yeah, it's um, one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite locations within the house because there's a couple of other like, you know, there's the living room and the kitchen and the front and the backyard, but the the uh, office water closet is one of those like special locations we don't get to see a ton, kind of like the den. So I've always liked the uh, the hot water closet office. There, there was a room like that in a in that '70s show. Like Red, mm-hmm. Red had like his own little like man room. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever remember that, but like that, mm-hmm. I think they only ever showed it like once on the yeah, show. Yeah, because it's because other people besides the dad are not supposed to go into the room. That's the, yeah. That's the room where dads go to be alone. But I do love on a show like on a sitcom specifically when you get like a new like set area like in mm-hmm. everybody loves raymond when they would show like the basement like ray downstairs in the basement in his little office i'm not a ray man you're you never watched everybody loves raymond i've watched a classic, little bit of it but i'm classic not a ray 90s man. television i love ray romano Deborah. um anyway so yeah uh, not in front of the boy yeah bobby comes in with a permission slip for sex ed uh hank and peggy are uh, noticeably uncomfortable by this. Mm-hmm. They think that it should be taught in the home. Hank, uh, a line that stood out to me, uh, he said, can't do anything about it anyway with his features. Yeah, with like his Bobby, features. Bobby's not even going to be able to get laid. Yeah, another uh, part that stuck out to me here, Hank sends Bobby to his room, not because he's asking him to sign the permission slip, mm-hmm. just because he brings up that it's... Uh, like a program coming out of Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's, Washington, Bobby, go to your room. <laughs> um, yeah. And we also get the first reference in this scene of Peggy being substitute teacher of the year 1996. Mm-hmm. It opens visually on that shot of her trophy, which is yeah. in the office. Yeah. Uh, and we see that trophy, I think, a lot as the show will go on. Yeah. Character staple for, for Peg mm-hmm. Leg. So we also get a classic line uh, from Bobby after this, where Peggy goes in to talk to mm-hmm. him, where he says, uh, like Peggy asks if he has any questions about sex. And he says he's worried about being a slut. I'm a little worried about being a slut. So good. <laughs> and so then good. we we cut to the alley. Uh, Hank is uh, meeting with the guys. He's got his girdle on because... Uh, mm-hmm. His Peggy recommends he wears his his back brace, uh, and he mm-hmm. calls it a girdle. Boomhauer is cutting a tree branch with like one of those the tree. extendable tr- like branch cutters. We get a cotton flashback as they're talking, yeah, uh, just like about sex and how like they learned about sex. We get a flashback of Cotton bringing Hank to see essentially to see a horse get fucked, right? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're out pruning the tree, wow. and we'll see the tree. Uh, we'll see the tree pruning kind of like throughout the rest. Yeah, we'll see it's it a, the rest it's of a the through episode. line in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, they, we get a flashback of Cotton, and it's two cows. Um, and Cotton's on the fence, like you know, hooping and hollering, and and he's he's like, "What you crying for, boy? It's a good show. It's a damn good show." Uh, so good. Yeah, it's yeah. And then I believe immediately after that, Hank uh, takes Bobby to go do the same. Just about. Uh, we we get we get a Dale conspiracy theory when the boys okay. are in the, at the trees. There, Dale 
talks about sex education being a uh, conspiracy to uh, control population. Uh, yeah. And he ends up saying that uh, the Chinese will, you know, will invade once the population is so low, um, which is <laughs> actually yeah. still a relevant conspiracy yeah. theory That's today. The second one that is like still that could just be said in 2023 and pass off as colloquial yeah there are there are some folks out there uh in in some of those uh you know uh birth control anti-abortion movements who believe that you know um chinese conspiracy not maybe not necessarily that it's a full-on chinese conspiracy but it is about like population control so that's a you know that's a conspiracy theory that is still kind of bubbling around today um they do while they're in the alley, uh, they suggest that Boomhauer teaches Bobby. Oh, yeah. And we get a nice little Boomhauer ramble. And at the very end of it, he's, you know, talking about dang old condom machine, old dispenser, you don't put him 50 <laughs> cents in there, talking about talking about her needs is how he ends it. Yep. Um, something also that I noticed uh, in the prior scene when Peggy's talking to Bobby in his room uh, you can hear the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby's watching something. I looked it up to see if anyone had like referenced it. He's actually watching Barney the dinosaur. Yeah, I I picked That's, up on that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, Hank uh, takes Bobby to go see uh, the birds and the bees to get, see a horse get fucked. On that drive, Whataburger. You mm-hmm. see one. In Whataburger the and a Dairy Queen. And a Dairy Queen. Yep. But I, I saw the Whataburger and I was like, oh, yes. Hell yeah. Better than In-N-Out. Another hot take. Oh, 100%. And I, I'm i not going to fight about it in the comments, but... Um, I am. Come at me. Yeah, Brad will fight about it. At Brad the Human. Love at Hill King's Pod. <laughs> yeah, let us... I don't even eat meat. Yeah. Uh, let us know your your fast food takes and we'll tell you why Whataburger is better than anything yeah, that you are going to suggest. It all comes down to the honey butter chicken biscuit, man. It does. Hank, Hank takes Bobby and then, uh, they, uh, <laughs> they leave in kind of a rush. Uh, cause the, the, in the flashback, you know, the dairy farm is an actual like cow farm yeah. in Bobby's version. It's a, uh, insemination you know, a, plant. It's an insemination <laughs> plant. Uh, is that the character Gracie there that you were referencing? The uh, that voice. Oh yeah, I think. Oh my god, be. it's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think that character is is Gracie. Okay. Um, I think so that's, that's who our, it is. Uh, that's uh, Mary Shear. Shout out to the goat. I was trying to figure out which other ladies that it could be, and the only other like ladies that we see in this episode are a little bit further on. But he he takes Bobby to see a horse get inseminated, so it doesn't work out exactly as planned. Uh, shortly after that, we get another uh, death threat from Dale. Peggy finds out that some right wing nut job uh, called the called the school, mm-hmm. and now they need a substitute to teach the class. Uh, mm-hmm. And turns out that is going to be Peggy. So mm-hmm. approaching the crux of the episode's conflict there. Yeah. Peggy is now teaching the class. Anything stand out 
that was a pretty short scene. Yeah. One of the things I like there and it's, you know, I'm watching it back on the streaming service. Of course, one of the things I think that's cool to still see is you can tell where the commercial breaks are built mm-hmm. into it originally there. Cause at that phone call scene, we get a nice, you know, like gulp and then cut to commercial there from Hank. Cause they, you know, he asks like, who is it? And she says the substitute teacher of the year. And he goes, I don't suppose <laughs> it's 95, yeah. 96. <laughs> And then it's a gulp cut to commercial. Like I feel like they have really good, really good commercial cuts, um, which yep. is something we don't necessarily see quite as much in in, in new the shows. Age of streaming, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, once we come back, uh, we see Peggy flipping through a textbook uh, while Luann does her beauty school homework. Uh, they reference the fourteen stages of arousal, which mm-hmm. Luann corrects Peggy and says there's eighteen stages. This scene, we also get a Peggy flashback. So we get a young Peggy, get a flashback of her mom mentioning a monthly visitor and giving Mm -hmm. her uh, the loveliness of woman. Who? uh, Uncle Joe? Yeah. And it's all just pictures of flowers. Uh I feel like that's so, so accurate to how a lot of women were taught about their menstrual cycles. I mean, I would have no way of knowing, but um, it seems like a pretty accurate description of someone who would have grown up in the time frame that Peggy yeah. grew up in. Did um, you have did you have sex ed class? I had. How did you learn about fucking? Mm, so Flash, I was born tell me in 93. about how you lost your virginity, too. Um, I want to know that. Yeah, yeah. We're getting deep. Well, actually, that's going to be behind the paywall. Oh, that's my Patreon. God. It's so juicy. <laughs> we had so bobby is in fifth grade it is quoted uh whenever this is happening question there oh, well, i'm getting to it bruh um <laughs> so in fifth grade i remember we had a general health class that was not exactly about like sex or abstinence but was it was taught more by a about... general huh it was taught by a general yes oh. um Yes, <laughs> we just had a like a health class in fifth grade, but then I think in middle school and then again in high school, we did have some like separate assemblies in both of those places. Assembly. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, there was like a whole. I think it was in seventh grade, and then they did it again sophomore yeah. year. I feel like there was like a whole day or like a half day dedicated, kind of like huh. to it. So I we actually had fairly uh, comprehensive. I guess that's fairly comprehensive <laughs> sex education yeah. uh, it, it my, uh, in my school systems growing up. And then, you know, I learned the the finer points, of course, from the Internet. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> yeah, I they showed they like wheeled in the TV and showed us a video. Mm-hmm. But I remember like around that time, uh, shout out to Jeremy Doucette. Uh, the Deuce. He, he brought like printed out picture like he probably just like googled boobs or something on the computer and like brought printed out pictures and that's that's where i got most of my knowledge yeah. uh we did get caught because this was at school <laughs> but uh how'd you lose your virginity tell me about it that's hilarious oh my god uh one of my favorite parts of the scene between luann and peggy is uh peggy asks luann um <laughs> Luann, how does it feel to live without shame of any kind? Does it feel good? And Luann thinks yeah. about it. She goes, yeah, it does feel pretty good. Uh, they also reference uh, C. Everett Coop 
Yes. In this scene. Uh, yes. And he was the Surgeon General at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, he was a pediatric. Yes. Like healthcare provider, I guess. Uh, he is one of the few Surgeon Generals who was a household name because mm-hmm. he was Surgeon General during the uh, AIDS crisis. Yes. So, little fun fact on C. Everett Coop. Yes, I did some C. Everett Coop research as well. He apparently had a mustacheless beard, which is very interesting. Uh, if if you guys want to look up C. Everett Coop, choice. Coop spelled K O O P. Wow. He had a beard without a mustache, uh, and I guess at the time, the uh, Surgeon General's kind of dressed. They almost look like Navy admirals. Yeah. Um. So he's he's got some some funny some funny pictures of that time. If you want to go look him up, supposedly he was a really conservative guy, but that's uh. I looked into some of that HIV AIDS thing a bit more in depth. He, for the most part, fell on the right side as much as you could yeah. in the Reagan administration and in the 80s on the AIDS crisis. I guess there was a pivotal part of his administration had to do with sending out by mail really comprehensive information about the AIDS crisis. So he actually took an effort to inform the public of the AIDS crisis, like from an actual like health based thing and not like a scare tactic based thing. And I guess it kind of pissed off a bunch of people so much so that the Frank Zappa song promiscuous is written specifically about C Everett Coop. That's a good pull. It's yeah, oh my it's very God. He on X games mode. Yeah. Um, so go listen to promiscuous, not, um, not the modern version, not promiscuous girl. you is girl. Yeah, the original Frank Zappa promiscuous is about C. Everett Coop specifically. Wow. He is named in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, good pull. Uh, well, they're in the kitchen too. I also wanted to point out this is another, we talked about it in the pilot. This is another um, instance where we see some nice competency and intellect from Luann. Where she yeah. kind of gets a lot of reputation for being, you know, kind of ditzy and dumb. But whenever it comes to this sexual, you know, yeah. uh, research here, she's like pretty straightforward and pretty and competent, very so. like supportive of Peggy in this episode mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't count Luann out. She's no, I love Luann. Yeah, I do too. Uh, from this scene, we get uh, Bobby and Joseph in Bobby's room. Bobby is giving his, uh, letting Joseph choose uh, one of his friends' action figures. And he asks if he can shoot them with BBs. And Bobby says yes. And he's like, oh, well, then Ross, which Joe feel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Who's your favorite friend? Were you a friends guy? Um, not I necessarily a big friends, friends guy. I think is one of the best sitcoms of all time. My Bite me. best friend is Frennifer Anna's friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. probably. Yeah. Speaking of sexual awakenings and Jennifer oh, Aniston. Don't even get me started. Oh my God, it's so juicy. I, I think every, <laughs> I don't know if every male pod, you know, pop culture podcaster has to talk about it, but you know. The just love for Jennifer Aniston in Jennifer the 90s. Jennifer Aniston on Friends. Jennifer Fanister. Yeah. Uh, but Rachel is actually my favorite Friends character. She is the best. She of the shows Friends the character. most growth. She mm-hmm. starts as like a spoiled rich kid. By the end, she's like a boss ass, like mm-hmm. successful businesswoman. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you you really can't choose any of the other ones. So she's kind of the default. I you feel can't like. choose any of the other ones. What about I fucking don't. Chandler, dude? I'm not a Chandler guy. You uh, like Chandler? Yeah. Hop into our inbox if you guys want to uh, pile your bad friends takes on us. Tell us which one is your favorite friend or not. Yeah. Sound off. Maybe mm-hmm. we do a poll for the seven people that are going to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Joseph takes the Ross. Uh, we go back to the alley after this. It's now Hank uh, who's trimming the tree branch. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he reveals to the rest of the crew that Peggy is uh, is going to be the sex ed teacher now. Yes, because Dale starts to uh, theoretically threaten the new sex ed teacher again. Yeah. And Hank <laughs> says, um, that's my wife. And Dale is like, I thought Peggy was your wife. <laughs> Um, one, one thing I, I noticed here and in some of the other scenes is kind of an animation note, um, with just the way the backgrounds and all the animation is drawn. I love the way they do smoke and light. Mm. And this is just a very interesting, cool looking animation for the time. I was also noticing when Peggy is up at night studying her book, the way they do kind of like a spot lamp, it's just some cool, cool animation there. I like yeah, I do find like the scenes at night in this show generally stand out to me. Like mm-hmm. the way that they light dark rooms is it feels very unique to mm-hmm. King of the Hill. I do really love I didn't realize how much I love the animation style of this show, but it's quite good. I wonder if mm-hmm. they ever switch I mean they have to switch to digital animation at some point. Cause everyone did. Like the mm-hmm. Simpsons did, but I remember when the Simpsons switched from hand drawn, and it just like it's not the same. I don't, yeah, I don't like it nearly as much. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that in future episodes. Yeah, uh, from there we get uh Peggy gossiping with some moms at a baseball game. Uh, good quote that I really loved was a little intellectual hooey is a is a good thing. Uh, very uh, Peggy. Yeah, the, the gals are intellectual. The gals are sticking up for Peggy and and one of them is saying like Peggy Hill is not the type of teacher who puts intellectual hooey above common decency. <laughs> She's like, talk, oh, a little intellectual hooey is a good thing. Uh, talk about talk about some, some more modern modern themes. Yep. I also loved uh the kid, the like super dry kid who's like, Your mm-hmm. mom's our sex ed teacher. We're gonna see your boobs. We're gonna see your boobs. And Bobby's just like so he says so. <laughs> and then he, Bobby gets up off the bench and then he turns he turns to the next kid. Do we know that kid's name? But he turns to the other no, kid. No, but bench. I love goes, him. Your dad lost his job. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> uh and then uh, uh Bobby Bobby gets a uh, gets a hit, I believe, and starts running. Peggy yells for him mm-hmm. to go all of the way. She gets called a pervert, or Bobby mm-hmm. gets called a pervert. Uh, in the next scene, we get Dale uh, threatening another threatening call from Dale, <laughs> but th- Hank answers, uh-huh. uh, and Hank just gives the phone to Peggy. So that makes me believe that this is a common occurrence for Dale. They're all pretty used to him. Yeah. You don't know who I am. <laughs> and Peggy, Peggy picks it up and she goes, "Yellow Dale." <laughs> <laughs> he still does it. It's yeah, so good. Also, Dale's... no caller ID. Uh huh. He's just answering the phone for anybody yeah, that calls. Answering wild. After this, 
we get a little montage of uh, Peggy kind of amping herself up, practicing, Mm -hmm. uh, saying some of these words, cutting to Hank trimming the tree branches even more. We're getting a lot of Peggy doing this, Hank trimming the tree branches, Peggy studying in bed with a headlamp on. Hank eventually trims the tree into a penis, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's... Yeah, that's the we, joke. Yes, I think they. Yeah, at the very end of that montage, Bill is looking at it, and I think he says, "Looks pretty clean." But old Sigmund Freud might have something to say about it. Yeah. Uh, and so then Hank goes to you know just cut the rest of the tree down, and then I think from there we go into the bedroom scene. It's like the last night. Yes. Before yeah. they're going to school, and Peggy's putting some lotion. Yes, uh, pretty hands and feet. Pretty, pretty feet and hands, which I looked up. Uh, real thing. They still make it. It's available on Amazon now. Okay, somebody send us a case. Um, yeah, that that dry kid's <laughs> name is Dooley. Oh, okay. That D O O L E Y. Dooley. Okay. Dooley I love that. Dooley. Yeah, he's funny. But Peggy, after this scene, uh, finally breaks the seal, saying "hat penis." Uh, and gets the word penis out, breaks yeah. the seal, starts yelling them all out. Uh, interesting story from this. I was watching a little like behind the scenes featurette about like the making of the show before mm-hmm. we started actually doing any episodes. Um, and the voice actor who does Peggy, um, I'm blanking on her name at the moment. Mm, I don't have it. I feel like we should know that. We definitely should. I have some more stuff from the bedroom scene I want to talk about too before we. We can talk about how Okay, penis. yeah, bring that up. I'll uh I'll um, learn learn who Peggy's name is. Peggy wants to offers to lotion up Hank and he's just like not taking the hint that she's oh, that she wants to get down and dirty. Yeah. And she's offering to put some on his elbows and Hank is like, Where are my elbows gonna be that they need to be smooth? <laughs> um good. yeah. And then oh! um, exactly. There's another little nugget in there whenever Peggy talks about, um, you know, her, she took an oath as a substitute teacher. (laughs) uh, And, you know, she's, she's, you know, needs to be called on to teach whenever, wherever. She carries a badge um, and a gun. Hank. Yeah, exactly. Hank, uh, Hank is like, well, you weren't too proud to pick and choose when you had those Randy Travis tickets. Yeah. And then he's like, those kids will never get to make their ceramic ashtrays, will they? <laughs> or something like that. So, you know, Peggy Peggy will uh, violate her sacred substitute teacher oath if it's for Randy Travis tickets, anything, apparently. Anything for Randy Travis. Yeah. But the, uh, the mirror scene the next day, that is one of my favorite King of the Hill scenes where Peggy is talking herself into saying penis. Yes, and uh, Peggy is voiced by Kathy Najimi. Kathy Najimi. So shout out Kathy. Uh, she was also in Hocus Pocus, apparently. Ooh. Uh, she's done. She's done some work. She's prolific. But I saw that behind the scenes featurette, and she they were talking about choosing the voice of Peggy, and when she read that script and like delivered those lines for the first time, she said that was where she really nailed in the character mm-hmm. and that's where they were also like okay yeah that's peggy yeah so that <laughs> was the line that really like solidified the character for her and what she auditioned with essentially 
That's interesting because the you know just like the first you know the first couple episodes or any of these early cartoon shows it takes a while for them to to hit their stride and I I did notice one thing in the very beginning of the episode whenever Peggy is talking to Hank about his back she kind of says his name is like honk it's like a little <laughs> bit long oh it's like if, honk yeah she's like honk yeah. yeah it's it's a little more like higher in the nasal cavity than, <laughs> than it is yeah. Um, so I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Probably just one of those like early, yeah. early season quirks. Hank uh, also but... calls Peggy Pegleg at one mm-hmm. point. Is that a common thing? I think the I think that Peg is Leg? a common nickname. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The happiness, happiness, penis. Vagina. I, I said that. Yeah. Said that so much as a as a teen. I'm sure it was super, <laughs> super cringy. Penis. That whole just that whole, you know, segment was one of those. <laughs> teenage boys just quote movies and shows at each other types of things did you pick up on the one body part in there that is not a sex organ he says uvula right she says uvula uvula yeah. is in the back of your throat well i mean you're doing it right yeah yeah you know what i'm saying, you know what I'm saying? that throat goat Yes, uh, there's another line. <laughs> there's another line in there somewhere. Um, Peggy asks, uh, "Do you want Bobby growing up as repressed as we did?" Then Hank is like, "Well, sure, we do." <laughs> yeah, this this essentially results in Hank refusing to sign the permission slip. Uh, so he puts his foot down, doesn't allow Bobby to do the class. Now, Hank's kind of an asshole in this episode. A little bit, yeah. He's um he's definitely showing his prudishness. Um it comes, and also... comes through in the end, but spoiler alert, by the way, if you're watching the episode during the episode of this, spoiler. Yeah, he, he gets himself there eventually. So yeah, after this, uh we get uh Hank brings Bobby to work with him instead mm-hmm. of going to school the next day. We get our first view of Strickland propane. Mm-hmm. Bobby is just asking questions to Hank about what, what do he you thinks think he's they're talking about. What do, what do you think she's telling those guys? Uh, uh, there's a sexy propane girl calendar. Yep. That he starts uh, looking at. That's, my, that's work. my work. <laughs> uh, he asks Hank if they have sex anymore. And Hank says, uh, can't you talk about something pleasant? Yeah. Bobby tells him he's uh, he says, you don't have to worry about me, dad, because I'm never going to have sex. And that's kind of where Hank starts to turn around and he he kind of talks himself into his like realizing and compromise. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're kind of like cutting back and forth uh, to Peggy introing mm-hmm. the class very nervously. She's stalling. We go back to Bobby telling Hank he'll never have sex. And that's where Hank kind of realizes that he's wrong and he's being an asshole. Uh, and we get kind of the climax of Hank coming in with Bobby telling him to go into the class. Peggy gets that boost of confidence uh-huh. and then starts teaching and all of the kids except for Bobby leave. Because they didn't get their permission slip signed. Yep. So it's so just funny. it's just Bobby and Peggy. Uh and we we end the episode there, right? Just about. That's where the episode ends, but did you watch all the way through the credits for the post credit scene? I think that my Hulu Mm. auto played damn you dragging them i got dragging them in the pod uh there is an after there's an after credit scene uh peggy 
Peggy comes home. Oh, before one thing I did want to note, uh, as Peggy is walking into the school, she has a big lumpy bag and it starts to vibrate as she gets out of her car. So Peggy has that. What? You didn't catch that? Peggy what? has, she has a bunch of sex toys in her That's bag. Awesome. <laughs> what? Where did she get them? Did she already have them? And she's just, they're like her dirty little secret. She doesn't Whoa. show or tell with Hank. Did she yeah. have to go out and purchase a bunch of sex toys? Because her bag is big and lumpy and it vibrates when she gets out of the car. So did she huh. go and get them? And if so, is Tom Landry Middle School going to reimburse her for the <laughs> sex toys? We don't ever see a sex toy because uh, this is still the 90s. I don't think you could put uh-huh. a sex toy on screen, but um, her bag does vibrate. I, I'm pretty sure you can't do that now. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but the after credit scene, yeah, uh, Peggy comes home. She's looking for Bobby and Luann or whatever. Hank comes in and uh, tells her that uh, he sent the kids to the to the movies for the night for and, a double uh, feature. Yeah, for a double feature. Yeah, I did see this. He uh, he turns some music on and uh, he says, you know, oh, uh, oh, there. Uh, he, as I recall, you like to be like dipped. being dipped. Mm-hmm. Roses back out again, full circle, call back. Uh-huh. And then he says, like, well, we're already down here. Mm-hmm. He so also they be says fucking on the floor. Yeah, with his with his bad back. So, you know, I guess Peggy's on top there, I suppose. Don't, don't look wanna, it up. Don't uh, don't yeah, Google don't any to. of that. <laughs> Rule um, 34. King of the Hill. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> there in that end scene, Hank. Hank has smooth elbows. He does. Uh, he does point out to Peggy that he he's got some smooth elbows, indicating that he has lotioned himself up. So Pretty Hank, beaten hands. Yeah, style. he's got a plan. And then um, just a little tie back in earlier. There's a nice uh, Randy Travis song playing that he puts on. So yeah. uh, earlier in the episode, he talks about you know going to the Randy Travis concert instead of teaching that substitute class and. I, I wrote it down here. It's uh, I Won't Need You Anymore. It's playing by Randy Travis, which is a really sweet old country love Sounds song. Sounds a little like this. Oh, shit. Wrong song. No, nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Randy Travis. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. He's got a lovely, lovely voice. Um, so yeah, that's square peg. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you think of the episode overall? How many, should we have a rating scale for episodes? I feel like we should give them some sort of ranking esoteric. Yeah. So like how many propane tanks, how many, how many beers out of the 12 pack would I drink or the six pack? Maybe you want to go one to 12 or one to six. Let's do one to six. Yeah, we don't. I don't think we need anything. How with many the Alamo value. Alamo beers? Yeah, I think for this one, I'm going to call it a solid four. Really? Um, it might even jump up to five for me, just because this episode in particular, I feel like got reran quite a lot. So I feel like I had seen this one a whole lot as a as a youth. It stuck out to me a lot. I remembered a lot of it going into it. So I'm gonna drink four of those beers at least. This is a solid five and a halfer for me. I mean, it was mm. nominated for an Emmy, man. This is a classic episode. Don't pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was solid. I don't have as like vivid of a memory. I remember it as being a standout episode. Mm-hmm. 
but it was so well written. We get the like so many little ends are tied up at the end. There's so many well delivered jokes. Such a good strong establishment of Peggy's character too. Because the last episode mm-hmm. we didn't get a lot of Peggy in the pilot. This was almost a second pilot. Yeah, yeah. But just for Peggy, because Peggy's mm-hmm. such an important character in this show, and we get we, it establishes all of it, like her insecurities, her being the substitute teacher of the year. Mm-hmm her relationship with Hank, her relationship with Bobby solid episode. So yeah, five right, and well a half. If, well, if you're going to the cooler, go ahead and give me one more beer. I'll take a fifth. You're going to, I, I swayed you to five. If you're going to the cooler, man, but I'm not going to get Let's up. Go. Uh, should we do our final segment? Uh, Yeah. Are you ready to crown the King? Who is the Hill King? <laughs> Uh, I think obviously this episode. it's got to be King, for those who uh, this may be their first episode because they skipped the last episode because it looked and sounded like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hill King is the segment of the show where we decide who the MVP of the episode was uh, could be based on jokes, could be based on character, could be based on how many times we saw their feet. Just who you thought. Mm-hmm was the king of this hill and you said peggy? i think peggy it's peggy for me in this one obviously it's named after her you say it was nominated for an emmy it was um so yeah it's it's definitely <laughs> I don't just uh, say that that's a fact it's definitely it's definitely peggy if i have to take a hill prince as a close backup i don't know <laughs> hill, Let, you're just adding rules now yeah man it's episode two. We can do whatever we want, baby. Um, <laughs> you go ahead and tell me you're king, and then I'll uh, I'll crown my next heir. I I'm gonna go left field here. I'm going Luann. Ah. The scene Luann being so supportive of Peggy stood out to me a lot. I really liked that scene. I liked the delivery of the like, what is it like to have no shame? Mm-hmm. I think that was my hardest chuckle during the episode. We didn't get a lot of Luann, but I think that she stood out the most mm-hmm. as the goat of the episode. All right. Interesting. I think my I think my uh, next heir to the throne is <laughs> is pro- it might be Dooley. Just because I love I the line. Went, I almost went with him, but I couldn't remember his name. And I, I love the line up. about, we're going to see your mom's boobs. Yeah. And your, your dad, dad lost, lost his job. job. so good. Classic. So funny. Well, if if you get a hill prince, I want a hill prince. Uh, go for I it, man. I want to have one, too. Tell me about, tell me about your right. next heir. It's Peggy, obviously. It should I should have picked her as hill king, but I wanted to do the same bullshit that you did. In episode one. Mm. So how's it feel? It feels good. Any love for Luann is good. Yeah, I do love Luann. So who's your next? Oh, you picked Luann. Sorry, I'm dumb. I picked Luann and then Peggy is is the runner up. But that was episode two. Solid app. Classic app. Uh, We did it. We did a great job, I think. Mm -hmm. I think we're naturals at this shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, if you are watching 
on YouTube, it would be really cool if you subscribed to the channel. If you liked it, mm-hmm. if you thought it was fun, uh, you could hit the notification buttons. You could like it. You could share it with a friend. If you know Mike Judge, you could reach out. Mm-hmm. You could tell him about us. Even if uh, you didn't like the app, a subscribe like would it. really help. Help still us subscribe help us... and like it and share. Yeah. yeah, help us fight the algorithm. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you like us more than you like the algorithm. So, yeah, share it. Share it on Facebook too. Share mm-hmm. it everywhere. Instagram post about it. Uh, You can interact with us. Yeah, we'll answer on Instagram if you'd like. Someone will answer. One of the bots that we hired. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) one of the sex robots. But yeah, follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, It's at Hill King Pod, Hill Kings Pod. Uh, You can follow us there. Are we on Threads? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, we'll think about threads. I don't know if mm-hmm. we'll be on threads. Uh, good app. Yeah, we'll see you all next right. time. We'll see you all next week for King of the Hill episode three, Order, Order of the Straight of the Arrow. Straight arrow. Ooh. Hill Kings out, bitches. Bye. Bye.